0: Welcome to Cornerstone's Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me, as usual, are Pastors Brian and Matt. Hey, hey everybody!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was what so good. What you might not know <laughs> <laughs> is that in an earlier recording that was lost to a computer crash, Scott said our energy was low. <laughs> not oh. anymore, Scotty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, with me, of Pastors Brian and Matt. You're like, hey. So that, that, that was much better, guys. <laughs> much better.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> the think if this was that and Eeyore, I feel like <laughs> I think we were in the middle a, somewhere. I think we should do it a third time. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> how much more excited we would be the third time.
0: <laughs> so good. We're going to talk about... Today, we're going to talk about community. Community, the enjoyment, <laughs> the joy of having relationships with one another. And uh, particularly, actually, we're, we're going to talk about community groups um, because... A lot has changed in the midst of this uh, coronavirus quarantine. Um, Obviously, most significantly, I think maybe most, or most obviously our Sunday services have changed and we're trying to navigate worshiping together on Sundays in a different format. Um, But another one of the actually really significant and potentially even most significant changes for a lot of us in the ways that we interact as a church family uh, is that the way we engage in community groups has changed. Um, we, we Not only can we not meet together as a whole family, but we, we can't even meet together in our the, the smaller iterations of that family as community groups. And so th- that brings up all sorts of different um factors and challenges and pain points and, and opportunities. And so we, we thought it'd be helpful to talk about those today. And so, but before we do, before we jump into talking about what that looks like in the midst of this season, I, I thought it might be helpful to, to just take a step back and be reminded of why we structure our church family this way in the first place, why we have community groups why community groups are, as we say over and over the heartbeat of our church. Um, so, Matt, why, why do we have community groups? Why do we do church this way?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. And I, th- I think actually, it's something that we should ask uh, ourselves a lot. Why do we do the things that we do and make sure that we have good biblical answers for it? Because the Bible doesn't specifically say that churches need to have community groups. There's no specific command that says you need to meet in small groups of people once a week or however often. And so that's not something that um, is specifically commanded. But what is commanded in the New Testament uh, with regard to what the church is supposed to be, is that we're supposed to be a place where we are living in community with one another. And there's this, a series of commands throughout the New Testament. There's uh, almost 60, 60 of them, of these commands that are one another commands, love one another, serve one another, lay down your life for one another, bear one another's burdens, that in reality are are very difficult to practically live out amongst the entirety of a church body, If even if it's just, you know, a few hundred people, even if it's just 50 people, it's hard to uh, obey the command, bear one another's burdens with 50 other people, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's a sense in which the practical reality necessitates that you kind of say, how do I live this out? I'm called to live out these one another's as a follower of Christ. I'm called to live this out with brothers and sisters in Christ. What does that look like? For us, community groups are a way that we help facilitate the, the kind of church that God has called us to be and the commands that he's given us as the church in those one another's.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, and, and as, as we've talked about community groups over the years, I and mean, maybe over the last number of years, we've used a definition of, of community groups. I didn't even prep you guys for this. Can you guys remember what our definition of community groups are?
1: Uh, a small group of people who live life together as a family mm-hmm. uh, discipling one another and reaching out together. Dude, is that
0: right? Wow, nice pull. nailed
2: it. That is exactly. And we, if you've seen our community group primer, Brian repeats that over and over again in the looking community group slightly primer. off camera yeah. <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, and much and very young and very handsome. There's a vibrancy I had. There's once. a vibrancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I would use. He was vibrant. Uh, and less so- vibrancy now. A lot less vibrancy now.
0: I don't think so No,
2: no I think yeah, yeah, Brian's yeah. sufficiently vibrant Yeah, he's he's about appropriately vibrant <laughs>
1: <laughs> A good, normal amount of vibrancy <laughs> can,
2: I, can I have just an aside? I, you know, you get an aside once every five weeks, I think And so you have an aside I just have an aside I just think Brian's very vibrant <laughs> By the way, I wanted to share with everybody that Martin Luther said If there's no laughter in heaven, then I don't want to go So just as a heads up that's why, that's why we laugh. <laughs> that's why we're doing that, this?
1: That's why we laugh. Yeah, that's, that's why, why we laugh. laugh. That's why we. Laugh. Is there anything in there about bad jokes?
2: I, I've never, I've never said one, so I'm not sure. Unfamiliar.
1: <laughs> Martin Luther wrote a lot of stuff, so <laughs> hard to say. So,
0: a community group what were is we talking a about? small group of people. Yeah, small group of believers who commit
1: to living who commit life to living
0: life together, disciple one another, and reaching out together. Right. So that's that, which. It's the context where, as Matt said, we live out the commands of scripture to care for one another, to come alongside one another, exhort one another, serve one another. And over the years, we found the, the most helpful, uh, one, one significantly helpful tool in facilitating those relationships is an identified group of people that meet together once a week, every other week, um, to sometimes they go through the sermon sometimes they do a study together just to pray together live like it's kind of like a family meal right like their relationships extend beyond that meeting time but that meeting time helps to facilitate the relationship it's something you can always count on right it's an opportunity to connect to see one another Um, but in this time in this season that's something that's been taken away from us right like like we and, and actually that, that's maybe not the way I want to put it right that that's something that given the nature of the the world right now it's it, it's not wise or loving for us to do that right to gather in that same way and so most community groups have have gone virtual similar to our our worship service right there they're meeting on zoom or or Google meet or whatever their you know favorite uh, platform is Um this is obviously a really different time, but as the community groups have done that, maybe either with your community groups, the community groups that you uh, oversee, like how have you seen groups cope with, or maybe even thrive during this crisis? Um, how, how has it affected them? And, and yeah, what's going on with that?
1: I mean, I've seen a lot of people go go virtual. That's uh-huh. a, it's a, you know, a, a, to keep the meeting in a sense, but do it on one of those platforms. Um, there's a lot of, Text messaging and kind of a variety of uh, trying to make up for uh, the difficulty or the lack of connection and and the disrupted kind of normalcy of every you know every night on this every weeknight uh, a week we we come and see each other this way so, so now can we make up for that and so I found a lot of kind of scrambling to be like mm. do we bring back the phone call like you know like how yeah. do we how do we try and replicate some of that connection. And even um, one of the groups that I oversee, they do, they watch the service together virtually. Hmm. So like over Zoom, they have like a hangout where they can kind of be, they know they're watching it all together. Hmm. So there's just all these different ways that the technology has helped, but also just some intentionality that I've seen. Yeah. What
0: have you seen, Scotty? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of things similar to that. One of the things it's interesting in that and in going virtual is for a, a number of the groups that I've seen with families that are made up of families that's essentially moved the group meeting time to an adult time um not really like uh, having having kind of zoom calls with bunches of kids uh all at the same time is kind of just it's not ideal no (laughs) it's a recipe for chaos um but especially if you don't have a very like specific purpose right if they're just kind of there are to hang out and so one of the 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 dynamics that i think has has switched is that there's been a lot of movement towards community groups that were in that sense multi-generational in a way have become more specifically for the 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 adults which i think is appropriate and and makes sense but i think it's it's left some people wondering about how to connect how how to connect their kids how to keep their kids connected to one another how they're to To help facilitate those relationships as well, um and, and I think I mean when I think about that, I think that there's a there's a real I guess number one I'd say you know the group Zoom is probably not the best way to keep your kids connected to each other. Um, kids are
2: terrible at Zoom. Yeah,
1: well, those of you who are teachers oh. and are doing that like yeah. daily with oh, multiple children, we just our hearts our hearts go out.
2: We're they're so thankful for you like they don't like there's something that about the social interaction like the not making noise and all the other things they just don't understand it's not ideal maybe older no. kids maybe well, like teenagers or, well
0: and, and yeah i mean and our, our life groups are like our life groups are middle school and high school yeah. groups are able to do that kind of uh christmas <laughs> kind of uh, but the uh but and, and so i mean I, I think when you're trying to keep the kids connected i think interpersonal opportunities are far more helpful even if it's you know, video chats between like two individual kids, between, you know, three. I, w- one of the things, w- one of the things my like younger kids have been doing is like playing. I mean, it's, this is like, it's actually kind of sad, but they've been like playing with their friends. They like set up an iPad or a computer like on a FaceTime call or something like that. And then like I play with dolls here and you play with dolls there and we just like hang out with the thing running. <laughs>
1: Like it's there's like, a wistfulness to that. It's, it's like, it's,
0: like <laughs> it's the weirdest, saddest, but it's like the you know, worst. okay, you know, this like, is the worst. it really is. Uh, it really is.
2: Well, but but did have, do any of your kids do Marco Polo? So th- that's become a new thing. Yeah, yeah, for us. Like you can like do video messages to mm-hmm. other friends and stuff. That's kind of cool too. Which
0: works really well. I so but but before I like I uh, TikTok
2: <laughs> Rasmataz? Anything else? But but, but Is before thing. No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> before I give the recommendation, just out, I actually have questions about the security of Marco Polo, but that's a, that's a, for another. I I just have unanswered questions. Well, yeah. But but which I think we we have to be careful with all this. But I think all of these are different opportunities, right? Like recorded messages, things like that, can be super super helpful, like great opportunities, just ways to help connect kids. And in that same way, I guess I I would say it's actually highlights the fact that community groups aren't all about the group meeting, right? They've never been about the group meeting. Like the whole point was never about like have a group meeting and then that's it, right? They're about the relationship. So the question then is what's the most helpful way in this season to facilitate these relationships? And if the most helpful way among the adults is to do a group meeting great if the help if the if a group meeting isn't actually particularly helpful even for the adults then maybe we should shift to doing other things i mean I, I, to me it, it lends to I, I would encourage community groups and even community group leaders to to have that conversation together right now to to stop and ask okay what is the format that helps us engage relationally even if it's in a limited way during this time instead of trying to like force what it used to look like into a new paradigm like just asking like what's actually most helpful for us
2: absolutely i think that's a really good point you know we we tend to use the word community group sometimes to describe the event of gathering together and meeting together for a group similar actually to the way we use the word church it's kind of interesting there's parallels there when the reality like you said scotty is the formal night where you gather all together is not in and everything of what the group is it's it's uh, an important component that we've lost or, or that we can't do in this time. Yeah. But those relationships are so key. And so I think that flexibility and creativity of um, maybe it's smaller groups, maybe it's just the guys, maybe it's just the ladies, maybe it's just um, uh, prayer groups, or maybe it's just um, texting, checking in with people is really, really, or, or any of the other ideas. I love the idea of Zoom watching the. Um, the, 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 the service, service together. Yeah. That's cool. I think there's ways that we can still maintain and facilitate those relationships. And this is kind of a time for us to to put that in our minds to say it's not about it's not about the the meeting or the event. It's about the relationship.
0: Yeah, I I mean I had somebody just recently ask me like, you know, as they're thinking about their community group and they're like, you know, should is it better just to like try to do business as usual or to like just use the time to catch up or whatever. And I, I guess I I would almost like steer away from anything that feels like business as usual, because th- there's nothing usual about this. So like what, I think the question then is like, what's actually most helpful? What's most, need now, if, if what's most helpful for your group is like, hey, we've, you know, for f- three years, we've, every week we've discussed the sermon, and that would be really helpful for people. That'd be really encouraging for people to discuss the sermon. Well then, awesome, like, then, then continue to do that. Like then find a way, find the best way to do that. Um, for you know, for other groups, I, I know for our group, one of the things we've found is at least right now, and this could change as this, you know, as this con- the season continues, but right now, like it seems like the most encouraging, helpful thing is to get together as uh, men and women all together, but also just to talk about life and. Pray for each other and catch up and like and, and and encourage one another and exhort one another in a much less structured way. Just um, as it's as it's taken form this this season, and so I, I think in that way, community groups and community group leaders ought, ought to feel that that freedom to you know, I don't know not maintain a program just for a program's sake, but to try to figure out what what, what is most helpful for the people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's going to be important to recognize is how much intentionality is going to be required more than normal for everyone in the group to maintain the the relationships. Uh, I mean, so on the one hand, the main reason we have community groups is because of what we said earlier, that it's basically us trying to just lower the 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 obstacles as much as we can to living out what it's like to, to do what God asks us to do as a church. On the other hand, it's uniquely fitting for our kind of context for our moment in time for our place in an urban center like we we are all bad at friendship in a lot of ways Like we're bad at relation at relating at a deep level with other people not because we're bad people necessarily but like just our moment in time has not allowed us to develop certain skills that in a different time in a different place like those were baked into the society they were baked into what how you grew up like people move to LA they're very lonely like just because you're Christian doesn't change that and so Community groups is a way of also addressing the unique needs that we have in our city, in our our time, in our place. And so to have those needs then disrupted this way means that now we have a bunch of people like myself, as you guys know, who are not like prone. I need the structures to help deliver me to that kind of community. Like that's usually how I function. I have these structures in my life that deliver me to it. In a way that I don't either, like I'm not very good at, or it just feels like a lot of friction or obstacles to get there on my own. Hmm. Those I've leaned on those really heavily, and those have been removed for us. And so, for anyone now who's in a community group, we're now in a situation where we're kind of like there's something we're not that great at. Some of us, some of you are great at it, but a lot of us aren't, and we're being asked to kind of figure out on our own how to do it without the normal structures that have that have delivered it to us or delivered us to it. And so I think it's helpful to just recognize that in the midst of uh, a disrupted schedule. And its I know it's been like a lot of weeks, but it still feels disrupted. It still feels mentally taxing and kind of emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy levels aren't where they are. To then be told, hey, you really should try and do this other thing as well, is gonna be a, it, it, you're gonna feel more prone to not. Mm-hmm. To not show up to a virtual thing maybe. Some of you are gonna show up cause you love it, I have to. Others of us are gonna go, oh, maybe I'll come to that thing cause the structure is still there but it's not what it was there aren't side conversations that are happening when i'm there that night whatever and it just feels like one more thing to do that i don't have the energy to do to even just to text someone something and i think it's it's a similar thing to other things we talked about in this podcast where we're gonna have to put in five percent more effort in a time we don't feel like we have any percentages left over Mm -hmm. but that's actually going to deliver us a lot of things that are very central to being human it's going to deliver us connection and in some senses actual rest that comes through relationships by picking up a phone by by attending these virtual things by by getting creative and intentional Mm -hmm. but i just think it's helpful for all of us myself included to recognize we have to be a little extra intentional during this season to get something that we're used to being kind of delivered to us through our structures
0: yeah i think it's so helpful and i mean it really like answers it gets it my next question was just like why why are these why is the structure so important, right? Particularly for us right now. I do read your questions. No, I promise no, I do. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, get, but I, I think it's it's the perfect transition because I think this is what we really need to talk about, right? Because, and when we say this is why this structure is most important, as we've said, and I think, I think we just need to repeat it over and over again. We mean more than just the meeting time. Like by the structure and the reason the structure is important, we mean the identification of these other people like in as a church family the people in your community group are the ones who, who god has placed you in their lives to be the ones who can speak truth to them and can care for them and to and can serve them and pursue them during this season right like this 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 is god's uh we, we believe god's orchestrated and and, and and structured things such that he puts people in your life for a reason. And the people in your community group are, uh, are, are, I absolutely believe, are the ones he desires for you to pursue. So not just, and it's going to take 5%, it might take 20% more effort to reach out to send a text to think about somebody or check in and and that can't be left like purely on the shoulders of pastors we we only have 10 and that's nowhere near enough for that capacity especially in the midst of this but that also isn't just purely on the shoulders of your community group leaders like your community group leaders are, are meant to, to help facilitate this and and to hopefully set an example in that. But this is for for all of us, right? This is a, it is a call for all of us to engage with one another. And um, when we ask, okay, well, who who should I even who should I call? Like who should I be reaching out to? Like that those in your community group, I think, are are at the very least uh, that that first step within the body of Christ.
2: And I and I would say uh, you mentioned this earlier, Scotty, but there's something about in this season. Really focusing on just like caring for one another. Hmm. I mean, this isn't going to be a season of like probably intense study. It's it it might be for you, and if it is, praise the Lord for that. But this is probably not going to be for most people a season of intense study or season of a you know um, of intense learning in different ways or season of like growing in the ways we normally think of it. If you just think of yourself as someone who's there to care for other people, like how can I pray for you? Ask. I, I mean. I think that's the question I would ask more often than not. Mm. How can I pray for you and pray with them? Pray with, pray for the people that you're talking about. Pray with them. Pray for them. Uh, what What other kinds of things might you need? Is everything okay? Are you doing okay? Check in with people because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of ways that I think our minds are kind of, uh, maybe having kind of expectations about what community should be. You mentioned like the idea of keeping things as normal as possible, but not in this season this isn't a normal season. This is a season where we need to really especially be caring for one another. Yeah. And that's what that is. It's more, it's more than just, or it's less than just um, having these expectations about perfect community and more about how do you look around and say, who are the three, or four people in my community group I can really just care for and pray for in this time?
0: Yeah. I, I especially appreciate just that, that emphasis on prayer. Cause I think that this provides an incredible opportunity, both individually and as groups, to, to dig into prayer to to make sure that we're you're know, like oh my gosh there's so many things I can't do for these people like I'm so limited but there, there's no there's no limitation to that and then that and that's I mean it can sound a little cliche but but the, prayer is the greatest tool God's given us to effect change in the lives of those in our community of those around us and and there's no limitation on that. That's not hindered at all. In fact, maybe even with the kind of upending of certain things, it may even may even be helped. I was just talking to somebody earlier about how and she was saying how their their group, their community group, has been praying significantly more and praying more together than they ever have before in this season. And part of it, actually, I really love this example. She said, she. Said, and part of it is because we're, we're also not just like saving prayer for the end we're not just like closing in prayer like basically people are sharing about their lives and about things going on and like as soon as somebody's done sharing like somebody's like okay let, let's pray for that right and they're praying right then and then and they'll pray and then they'll share and then they'll pray and then they'll share and and prayer becomes a a much more kind of just natural part of the warp and woof brian Thank of- of uh, of of daily life in their communities, uh, the, the 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 regular um, yeah, d- such a regular part of their relationships together, um, and sometimes because we don't we don't know what else to do, right? We don't know uh, or we can't, yeah. We don't exactly. have the option to do anything. Else. Exactly. So so if community is so important, and if community groups, particularly in our local church context, are so Important. What about those that maybe they're listening or a part of our church, but they aren't yet involved in a community group, right? They, they don't have a, a community group that they would call theirs, whether they uh, attend or not. It's like is this a is this a good time to try to get connected with one? Like should they just wait? Like what 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 would you say to somebody who's not? Yeah, connected it's interesting.
2: So in a, in a normal world, we typically have someone come to the our intro classes so that we can get to know you a little bit and you can get to know us a little bit before we connect you to a community group but things aren't normal and so we would love to if you're out there listening and you're feeling um disconnected from people or you're feeling like you are alone or you're really you're struggling in that way and you want to be connected to people um we would love to connect to you i think it's a great opportunity a great time you know it's not ideal because you don't get to see people face to face but i absolutely think we would love, or absolutely think you should, and we would love to help you get connected. And you can email me directly, which is matt at cornerstonewla.org or info at cornerstonewla.org. And we will will help you get connected, find a group that could connect. There's actually people that we have connected to community groups that um, wouldn't normally be able to make it to that community group because of when it meets typically, Uh but now because of this, they're able to. So it's kind of an interesting opportunity. We don't want you to be alone in this time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's where I think actually this, this season does provide not only challenges, but also unique opportunities. I think, you know, unique opportunities for lots of people who maybe either couldn't or hadn't prioritized it. And and now are like, wait, like, no, that I recognize it. Like, like that is really, really important. Um, Because of that dynamic, I've talked to a couple of different people who, there's new people in their community groups, but they've only ever met virtually, right? They, they haven't, actually. so I mean, in, in, in situations like that, and as as we like, I mean, do you have any type of like encouragement or even just suggestion for groups as they welcome people in that they've only ever met virtually and into how, how to love them well, how to care for them?
2: So I would say anytime anyone goes to a new group, there's a certain awkwardness anyways, right? That you can't avoid, and it's made even harder over virtual things. Yeah. Um, I think probably one of the easiest things, either a leader or uh, maybe not a formal leader in the group, but someone who's, you know, a, a mature person, could probably connect with that person um, in like a more one-on-one way as well. Um, but also just let them tell their story. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, a new couple in our group. And we just got to hear more of their story and just said, hey, tell us more about yourself. You know, it was their first time coming to our virtual community group at all. We um, And I've met them in person, but I've never, they've never come to the group meeting time uh, before. And just, we got to learn about them, got to learn more about who they are, their story. And um, it was great to just, just hear and get to learn more about them and pray for them in this time. So uh, there's awkwardness. Don't push it. Don't like try to, uh, you know, be best, Best friends with them right away, right? Community also takes time in real life and rather than just virtually, so it's going to take time virtually as well. Um, but allow the space for them to share and allow the space for them to um, get to know everybody else as well. Yeah, I think that's it's really good, and I think you know it's
0: it, it, it is good to recognize that like th- these things are difficult in person, and actually, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that there's almost I don't know. You can go either way on it. But I I think I think that it, there's almost a lower uh barrier to entry to like jump on a Zoom call from your house than there is to like show up at somebody's house you've never been to, you know, and meet with a, a big group of people. And so I I I hope actually the Lord uses that in some in uh some powerful ways to knit relationships together, to build relationships, to build community through this uh to expand community and, and, and to strengthen community uh, through this, I, you know, it, it makes me. Um, I, ah, I had a second point and it's gone. <laughs> it's, to- it's totally gone.
2: It was really good too. It was.
0: It was. It was about uh, community groups showing up. It was definitely about community groups. It was about showing up and
2: new people, new people, and anyways, like going to someone's house and the difficulty of that. <laughs> And like, what if like they have weird rules in their house? You don't have to worry about that over a zoom call. All right. So I'll jump in here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you're so vibrant.
1: It's the vibrancy that's making it
2: work. Jump in.
1: One thing that might, might be worth uh, considering is it, especially if you have a group that is doing a lot of that kind of, we're just kind of sharing what's going on right now. This is a pretty unique time to be able to invite non-believing friends and coworkers to something like this. I mean, I think you, you will never get them probably saying, Hey, you know, I wish I had a virtual group that I could share what's going on in my life right now. But the idea of being able to know that people have nothing to do, give or take in terms of like their, their nights. Um, and that this is a time when we're all kind of like reeling and looking around and going, wow, things are really different. And how nice is to be able to process that to be able to basically there's a low barrier to entry right now and saying, Hey, yeah, we just sit around and talk about, what has been going on this week and how we're thinking about it and it's a church group which might make some people skittish but like, I, I think it's worth giving that a shot with people in your life who maybe have no one to talk to in a city like this where community groups are so important to provide those structures to have those relationships mm-hmm. what if someone that you know is just alone well you can reach out to them but it would be interesting if they might find it you know helpful to be a part of something larger where we're all just kind of sharing what's going on yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, and that's where I think we can rethink, think, we can think through how this helps us to, I mean, to go back to the, the definition, how this helps us to disciple one another and reach out together, right? In a new way and in a new format. And and to the extent that you're just trying to survive and get by, then like, that's, that's okay. But to the extent that, that you have the capacity to Look around and see. Okay, what opportunities are there here to to serve others, to care for them in the misses, to to open the door to true hope? Um, We we should be utilizing these relationships uh, in however we can to 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 bring that about. And which actually brings me back to what I forgot. There it is. There it is. I remember. Wait, wait. The reason I forgot was because it was simply to make the point that we keep coming back to the same point, (laughs) which is it's about the relationships. Right, it's, it's about the, like community groups are about the relationships, not about the meeting, the gathering, a, a certain structure, uh, right, a certain night. Uh, like the, the night, the structure, the group, the meeting are all meant to help lower uh, barriers to the relationships. And so the question now is what are the structures that help you lower the barrier to relationships with one another and Potentially with the non-believers in your life as well, right? We um, and so we we, should, we ought to use our meeting times or the technologies available to us or the opportunities, however we can, to best facilitate that, right? Whether it's you know text strings, whether it's Marco Polo, whether it's Zoom calls, whether it's phone calls, whether right that's that's the question we we want ultimately want to be asking and and we also recognize that if some of you don't feel like you have even have capacity to ask those questions right now then great like let let somebody else suggest something and go along with it for <laughs> for right now but but those are the, the ultimately the questions that that we ought to be asked that that i think this season gives us the opportunity to. and, ask.
2: and for those of you who are like so exhausted and so overwhelmed and so uh just struggling in this time, I I wanna encourage you to, at the very least, if you feel like you can't participate in any of the things that your community group's doing, at the very least, please allow people to pray for you. Mm. Please allow people to um, know what's going on so that they can pray for you. Even if it's just an email or text message, there are people around you that love you and care for you. And it's exhausting for everybody and it might be especially exhausting for you. but we want to pray for you, and if you uh, if you feel like you need that, and you're not in a community group, um, but you don't want to jump into a group, but you want someone to pray for you, we would love to pray for you. So please don't don't ever hesitate to reach out for prayer or for help. It's a great great word, great reminder. So
0: I think maybe as as we kind of wrap up the the question, the other question I think the practical question on a lot of people's minds is okay when might groups be able to begin gathering in person again? Right. Like, like, is this like a, like, okay, we'll put up with this for another like week and week or two. And then we'll kind of see where we're at. Like, I, I think the the question is out there a lot. When do, when are we going to be able to kind of shift back? And do we as pastors have any
2: idea about that? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, like we have to follow we uh, the state and local laws that um, are kind of guiding us, and we want to make sure that we're being safe and listening to experts. I, I would imagine, as time goes on, they might be allowing groups under a certain number to gather together. If there's expanded testing and those kinds of things, there's a lot of things we don't know, of course, and you know, everyone feels that the pressure of of what we don't know. Um, but as, uh, certain things maybe open up, if there's ways to, one of the things I was thinking of is, is if you have a small group, you know, and there's ways to do, uh, a guy's hangout at a, with, with social distancing when things are, when the orders have been relaxed at some point in the next few weeks, um, that is a good opportunity to do that. If you're in a driveway or you're in a, a space that you can be six feet apart or you're, um, or you're just. Uh, your group is small enough that you don't have maybe that many guys or ladies or whatever to be able to be in person. That uh, is probably the first thing that will come. Your your community group probably it's going to be a while because you have like over fifty people or hundred <laughs> people in your community group because you know it's just the hugest group in, well in the world
0: w- when you count all the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those
2: they count as people, and they're great. <laughs> but they're great at sp- staying
0: six feet apart
2: yeah, oh yeah the kids are really good at that. Super that's a good, good, good that. point Super yeah, easy. yeah yeah so i would imagine yeah. actually that's a good point that you know for any of their groups and a lot of our groups have a mixture of kids and singles or or, or marries or whoever people without kids but you have i would imagine that you have um probably guys nights in person and ladies nights in person before you have a whole group meeting again for a while
0: yeah and, and i think that's i mean it's of why i asked the question not because i think there's an answer but i think uh, the reality is i social distancing isn't going anywhere anytime soon and so i and the reason i want us to recognize that and 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 say it out loud is because we would encourage you to not just sit and like try to wait this out until you can get back to community group the way it was before right? Like now is a time for us to engage and figure out what the new normal for each one of our groups is, um, what the, the, the new kind of foreseeable, future, how we can love one another for the foreseeable future um, structurally in, ha- in what that looks like. And, and, and instead of just kind of like holding on and waiting out, you know, um, because I think we're not proactively loving each other well um, that way. And and I I would, I would also say I mean just in closing I we've I've heard a lot of encouragement kind of in the uh, larger Christian world and even just in our church just people encouraging one another to thank and encourage their pastors because pastors are doing a, a lot of just hard work and trying to figure things out and we we super appreciate that I think we hear that I think we feel super encouraged I, I would also just really encourage you to to thank and encourage and serve your community group leaders um, I mean these are uh, people that are not on the church payroll whose own lives have been like upended and they're trying to figure out every how to live and work and navigate this season on their own and they're they're like proactively think trying to think through how to love you well how to care for you well how to structure things and and uh they don't have any idea either like like the rest of us and so um i would just encourage you to both both thank them to serve them to to whatever you know to to support them in that um to step in and um, care for others uh, don't just leave it all kind of to them like oh, the community group leaders gonna gonna take care of it i think there's just a whole host of ways you can uh, come along and, and be uh, an encouragement uh, to them because all of our community group leaders are just I mean just incredible servants they've been incredible servants all along sacrificing in all sorts of ways and through this season they're a significantly unseen part of the church family and the church structure that have been uh doing a lot to serve and to care for and to facilitate the 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 caring for the body of Christ here at Cornerstone so um and if you're a community group leader we just want you to know how thankful we are for you for what you're doing and if there is anything we can do to support you any questions you have i mean you you know who your dmt leaders are um who your com- group of community group leaders uh are leaders uh, there's too many leaders there anyways <laughs> Talk to one of your pastors. Uh, we're in contact with you regularly, anyways, um, and we would love to serve you however we can. Landed that, landed that one with a little bump, you know, like a good, like a good experienced pilot, you know, just kind of coming in nice and smooth, and then go boom, boom! You gotta wake you everybody know. up, but hey, we're we're safely here on the ground. And uh, with that, everybody's happy. The seatbelt light's lights about to turn up. We're not, we're not, we shouldn't talk about flying anytime soon. I can't even get on a plane. Some of you are getting on planes. I don't know. All right. With that, (laughs) it's been a long It's been real, everybody. (laughs) It has been real. Thanks for joining us. We love you and we miss you. And we'll see you virtually Sunday or before. Have a great week.